0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to our post-symposium MVP roundtable. We're going to go ahead and get started. We're actually reporting to you live from our AmericanEagle.com studios, podcast studios within our headquarters here in Des Plaines, Illinois. Um, We have two of our MVPs in person with us, John Price, Ahmed, and then we have two of our MVPs remote. So they are uh, joining us on the screen. I hope you can see them as well. Um, And Without further ado, again, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Um, This should be an informational session, and with that, I'll turn it over to John Price.
1: Thank you very much, Julia. Thanks for everyone's time today. I know it's Friday afternoon. It's been a long week at at Symposium, so really appreciate everyone joining today. Um, As far as our agendas and goals today, we're going to do some quick introductions on everyone on our roundtable and panel. Um, Before we dive into Symposium, I'm going to quickly cover SciCorps busy year leading up to Symposium with their acquisitions. Uh, we're going to talk specifically about what we heard at Symposium this week and then what's in store for obviously going into 2022 and beyond. So I am John Price. I've been with American Eagle for about eight years. I manage our global Sitecore practice here, um, and I'm also a three-time Sitecore MVP. Ahmed? This is Ahmed Okur. I'm a Sitecore solution architect
2: uh, here at American Eagle. been working with Sitecore for the last 10, 11 years. James?
0: Yeah, I think we started about the same time. I've uh, also been working with Sitecore and American Eagle for about almost 10 years now. and uh, also a Sitecore Solution Architect. Hi, everyone. I'm
3: Mohammed Siam. I'm a Sitecore Architect working for mp.com uh, for the last five, six years. I have been working with Sitecore for seven years now, and um, I'm a Sitecore MVP for the last six years.
1: So before we dive into the panel, just a quick um, overview of who may not be fully familiar with AmericanEagle.com and our Psychor practice. Um, we've been one of the original Psychor and Platinum partners from about eight years ago. We're still a Psychor Platinum partner. We sit on Psychor's advisory council. We have, we've had 25 PsyCorp MVPs over the past six years. We are badged in Psychor's specialized products. We're currently going through our badging process on BoxEver. And at this year's Psychor Symposium, we have three honorable mention awards for our work with Renown Health. Dublin, which was a SciCorp Commerce Project, and then also Nashville Electric Services. As far as our practice as a whole in 2020 and 2021, we were one of the finalists, our SciCorp Partner Award of the Year nominees. Um, so we're very proud of that. And hopefully next year um, we achieve one of those SciCorp Partner Awards. Um, so we're very excited about that. So before we dive into Symposium, just for those in the audience that may have not heard all the announcements leading up to Symposium this year, SciCorp um, has been very busy this past year. They made about a $1.2 billion investment Over the past year, and this is not just for product acquisition, this is for headcount and hiring talent for machine learning, development, um, and other positions around the globe. And then before this $1.2 billion investment, Sitecore purchased a product called Content Hub, previously Style Labs, and this was Sitecore's first entry into the SaaS platform, I'll say market. So Content Hub is a digital asset management tool, a product content management tool, um, also has marketing resource management, content marketing for marketers that may want a content calendar and basically how to manage and curate content internally. So Content Hub is, was a fantastic addition to this product stack. Since then, and with this $1.2 billion investment, Sitecore has continued on this product stack more going to the SaaS model. They purchased what's called a customer data platform. This is a somewhat new terminology in the market, so we are going to explain what a CDP is in general, what box ever means for the Sitecore stack. Mooseend is another SaaS-based marketing automation and email platform. Those on EXM may be wondering, how does this affect us? So we're going to be breaking that down. Cycro also purchased 451, which has now become OrderCloud, which is their API and headless B2X, B2C, and B2B commerce platform. Then they also recently, in the past few weeks, finalized a commitment to purchase Reflection, um, which is an AI-powered search that has historically been a site search and has been really about merchandising and commerce. Those that may be on Solar or Coveo may want to know how this is going to affect them, so we're also going to talk about that today. And again, why is Cycorp been making these, these purchases? and Why do software companies in general make these purchases? Obviously, number one is to fill tech stack gaps, right? Plug some holes where there might be some weakness or where they want to have some more competitive advantage. But for Sitecore, we're going to break down the word composable today and then also moving, again, to more of a SaaS-based platform to give Sitecore clients, I'll say, flexibility, right? It's not going to be all SaaS-based. Sitecore clients are going to have an option into the future, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But for the existing clients, Sitecore clients on the phone today, this is pretty much the before picture. This came straight from Sitecore Symposium this year. Again, coming into these acquisitions, Sitecore's primary or, say, only SaaS-based platform was Content Hub. Everything else was offered as on-premise or what's called platform-as-a-service, XDB and the XP platform. Everyone knows that as the analytics platform, the personalization engine, the experience contacts. Um, the experience platform, experience commerce has been historically an on-premise solution, and then a few front-end um, technologies t- to deliver headless solutions for anyone that wants a headless solution or some flexibility in headless delivery. So this was the product stack basically coming into these acquisitions and the symposium which leads us into where Sitecore is going with the platform. I think the main message here is there's a lot going on. We're not going to be able to break all this down in the next 45 minutes. However, rest assured, if you're on the Sitecore platform today, whether that's XM, XP, XC, Content Hub, you you have flexibility into the future, which is what this composable platform lingo that you've been hearing about in the marketplace from Gartner, then obviously from Sitecore at Sitecore Symposium. So just really breaking this down, you have the historical platforms They're gonna be continue iterated on in this left column. Again, that platform as a service, those that exist today, experience management, content management, and the other, um, technologies that you have access to today. And then with these, we'll say, acquisitions, we now have access to other technologies to add on your tech stack. So we're gonna be breaking down basically all these acquisitions and what they mean for you, whether you may be newer to the platform, or whether you've been on the platform for a little bit, for a little while, we'll say. A slide I don't think I necessarily saw at Symposium, but I saw that helps kind of break down what Composable means, right? So if we look at this red truck at the top, this is what histor- historically has been referred to as an all-in-one DXP, a platform, digital experience platform, where you have these pillars and technologies that kind of ride along with it. With Composable, at the bottom, we now have building blocks where we, where we can basically tack on technologies, and any one of these technologies can be used with or without one another. So it gives flexibility to existing Sitecore clients it gives flexibility to someone that maybe want to adapt the platform that maybe, maybe they don't want to start with XP. Maybe they want to start with things like order cloud, headless commerce, or maybe they just want to start with email automation. Then they can adapt the rest of the platform or they can use another platform they already have at their disposal. And this is all around eliminating technical debt and also giving you flexibility. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a really big messaging point for Sitecore going forward. And then what we're going to discuss in detail today, just kind of elaborating a bit further. A really good quote from Cycor's chief product officer, if you didn't get to see it. He's basically, the pace of change has never been this fast. Yet it will never never be this slow again. So I think over the next two years, it's going to be a bit of a wild ride. There's going to be a lot of announcements. Um, and today, we really want to set the precedent for, hey, this is how it may affect you going forward and what to maybe keep your eye on. Cycor released a little bit of their SaaS preview. We're going to break that down a bit. I mentioned CDP. We're going to talk about Cycor's new I'll say front-end delivery platforms, Experience Edge, Experience Manager, and what they're calling Symphony. We're going to talk about commerce. Some of you may be on Sitecore Commerce. We're going to talk a little bit about what Order Cloud has to offer and when you may use either. And then I'm going to break down Sitecore Search and then Sitecore Send as well. Again, you may be using Coveo. You may be using Solar. You may be using EXM. And again, we're going to try to draw some comparisons on when you may use one of those. Then we're going to wrap up with some of their cloud announcements and then talk a little bit about the roadmap, what we expect over the next couple of years. Then again, Please enter your questions as we go along. Here, we're going to be monitoring the questions, so please enter them as they come to your head. So, continuing on my message, Cycor XP is not going away. Cycor is still going to be iterating on the XP, the on-premise, can still be hosted in Managed cloud and Azure, or pretty much any hosting provider you prefer. So that's the main thing. The main message: Cycor XP is not going away. They're going to continue bringing out more and more enhancements. Jamstack has been a major, I'll say, technology in the market for headless development, speed to market. They're going to be integrating that more and more with their MVC solution, and they're going to be doing additional things with the XDB platform and XP platform with marketer productivity, personalization. That's going to continue being enhanced. And then cycle upgrades, this is always a fun conversation, right? They're going to continue improving that experience for clients that are already on the platform and on the already on-premise solution. And before we dive into CDP, we'll talk a little bit about SaaS. Sitecore is paving the way for a SaaS offering. in the sp- And based in spring of 2022, the first offering is likely going to be experience management only. There is likely going to be an upgrade path for those that are on experience management or XM to migrate to that SaaS solution. And then XP is likely going to come later in 2022-23. So as far as timing, depending on where you are with your Sci-core solution, there are going to be options. It's just going to be depending on the timing of when those come into play. So SaaS is announced. SaaS is coming. Um, and then it's going to be slowly rolled out from XM and then to XP in 2022 and 2023. So just want to mention that real quick. And then let's start breaking down these products. So, Mohammed, I'm going to turn it over to you to start with. So Sitecore CDP and Sitecore Personalize are two newer technologies to the stack. I'm going to turn it over to you to start discussing these topics.
3: Sure thing. Thanks, John. So, first, let's talk about CDB or customer data platform in general. CDB can be defined as a package software that creates a persistent, unified customer database that is accessible to other systems. The CDB is a pre-built system that is configured to meet the needs for each client, and, of course, some technical resources will be required to set it up and maintain it. The CDB creates comprehensive view for each customer by capturing data from multiple systems, linking information related to the same customer, and storing the information to track behavior over time. The data stored in a CDB can be used by other systems uh, for analysis to manage customer interactions. There are, like, some key features that should exist in a CDB, like marketers should be able to manage the day-to-day running of the CDB with just light support from IT departments. Um, The CDB should be capable of collecting data from multiple sources, such as servers, CRM, and email. It should have a web-based UI that allows marketers to segment customers into custom audiences. Also, should be accessible to external systems where data can be shared through emails, apps, social media, web, and mobile. Some other features that should exist in a CDP like unification and segmentation, like categorizing users based on common attributes, behaviors, or and transactions. Also, decisioning and activations are all key elements of a CDP. And since the outbreak of, like, COVID-19 companies have been raising their game like never before, investing heavily in their digital marketing strategies in order to adapt and survive. And CDB definitely helped in the process. Maybe you think of use cases or reasons why you need a CDP. Maybe you have large amount uh, of customer data, but it's stored in slow-moving or inaccessible databases. Maybe you need to join up behavioral CRM transactional data so you can get a 360 view Customer. Maybe you want to offer memorable and meaningful customer experiences. Maybe you would like to use your own data to inform targeted campaigns or to improve your segmentation process. Also, keep in mind that third-party cookies sit to be phased out by the end of 2022. The case of investing in a CTB, in a CDB couldn't be stronger. Not only do customer data platforms or CDBs capture and store first party cookies. Uh, which is cookies that are owned, stored, and dropped by the website domain that the user visits, but they also link every interaction with other channels belonging you know, to the website, including CRM, social media, e-commerce platform, and apps. If you want to talk about Sitecore CDP specifically, it's actually the BoxSeller CDP, uh, which was one of the Sitecore acquisitions done in March 2021. Uh, with the Sitecore CDP, it gathers data from anywhere in your organization, like Multiple sources: web, mobile, contact center, physical stores. Create a singular contextual profile for every single site visitor, whether they are identified or anon. Also, it can be used to power web interactive, trigger experiments that provide real-time decisioning, exper- experimentation, and performance analytics. Also, within the Sitecore CDP, we have decisioning, which is like we have a lot of data is being process, and analyze to provide next best action. We have decision models allow users to combine rules, AI, and programmable logic to make intelligent, precise decisions in real-time for every customer endpoint. We also have experimentation, like you can test, learn, and repeat. This can be performed on web elements, design elements, or any text. Also, you can perform it on background, like product recommendation, discounts, and end-messaging. Also, we have experiences, like you can act on all data that is being gathered. You have Web Experiences option, which provide the ability to use client-side testing and personalization. Through website, mobile, you can have pop-ups, overlays, notifications. You have an existing template, but also you can build your own using HTML, JavaScript, and CSS. The other options, like you have full-stack experience that can run server-side testing and personalization, and of course can be used in any channel. Looking into this slide, if we want to, um, like, quickly go through how how the Sitecore CDP works, basically it provides a suite of API services that makes data management easier, faster, and more efficient. In the top left, you can see, like, stream APIs, which can be used to capture fast-flowing, high-velocity event data at the same time that is related on your organization website. Then we have, like, within the stream APIs, we have, like, two different type of APIs or interfaces. We have the browser interface, which enable you to extend functionality within a web browser and uh, other HTTP client. You can use the browser interface to manage tokens in the browser that help identify guests and facilitate personalization. Also, we have event API, which which enables event processing. For example, you can use the event API to send events uh, in at speed from mobile application or your website. It's like fire and forget style. Uh, which capture online behavior. Um, these APIs are used to uh, write data to the platform. If you, if you need the other way around, you need like, to use interactive APIs. The, the interactive APIs like allow you to consume data from the platform. You can use any REST client to use this API, which allows you to locate, create, update, retrieve, and delete data. It helps meet crucial integration requirements and allow data to be easily combined while enabling you to extend a set of base stress services. Finally, we have the batch API, uh, which support uploading large amount of data in an efficient manner to Sitecore CDB. Uh, you can use the batch API to upload guests, orders, tracking events, which organizations can reduce or which organization can source in bulk from their internal systems. So next, like once the CDB has customer data, it's time to use it. Business users can model and execute decisions which is determined by business rules. These decision models can feed information using connections to AI, platform, and other data systems. If you want to talk a little bit about the integration process, so uh, we have a client library that will be downloaded to the visitor device. Once initiated, it will do a sync call to Stream API to create a cookie for the user. Then you can register and track events. We have a box server JS, like JS client, that is lightweight client that assigns a cookie, to a user using Sitecore uh, CDP API. It sends behavioral data to the event API for processing and analysis. And then enable real-time personalization for website by using interactive flow execution API. We have like three options for integration. One of them is recommended. Number one is tags. Like it's a snippet of JavaScript code that digital marketer vendors require their customers to integrate into their web and mobile sites. We have also tag management system which enables the inclusion of tags into the website without having to do a large backend integration. And the last one, which is the recommended one, is a data layer, which is a safe, reliable, and low-maintenance structure that allows you to share information from your website and your mobile application to other applications. Uh, The data layer is written in JavaScript as well. Um, It is an ideal method for sharing information because it greatly reduces the risk of your data integrity being compromised. Um, a little bit about, like, the new features and what's coming uh, uh, in, in the roadmap for CDP. Uh, one of them is C D B Data Lake, which is available now, which is a unified view of data that is being sent to the APIs. It includes outputs of experimentation, decisioning, and personalization. It's, it fuels the C D B segmentation, analytics, and AI capabilities. Also, the data can be made available daily in Amazon S3 packet for retrieval by customers securely as an export. This means the data can be used by clients on their own systems. We have also batch segmentation, which is available now, and later this year it will enable segments to be built directly by writing SQL directly into the segment uh, builder. Another thing that is coming, it's called Data Dictionary. CDP will be moving away from managing spreadsheets to define data models or schema uh, and move to manage the schema evolution through the system. Uh, That's pretty much what I have on the CDP. I want to talk a little bit about
1: psychopersonalization. Yeah, and Mohammed leading into psychopersonalization, just to kind of that was that was great. There's a lot a lot of information for the audience. I think just to even break it down from a little bit of higher level, I think CDP is really meant to be a central location where we can manage customer data, so you can use it for things like personalization, segmentation, things like that. Right? CRM historically used for sales data, managing customers, managing contacts, managing prospects. You may have something on your social platforms. And what a CDP has really meant is be that central location to kind of house all that data. And then we can distribute it to whatever system we like for personalization. So a really interesting question came in, which is why I jumped in there real quick. So is CDP going to replace XDB eventually? The answer is probably, maybe, but not in the next year or so. So I think the idea is this will be the central location where we can manage contact information, um, things like you know, what this kind of custom facet on an experience profile now can all be managed a CDP and then be pulled from any platform that you'd like. So that kind of addresses that question. So, again, it's this, this is really neat for any organization because every organization has some type of data need. So if you need a central repository, which you likely all do, to manage customers and contacts and then it'll just say attributes that you can use for marketing, a CDP is a really good fit. Um, so this really solves a huge um, gap, not just in the Sitecore market, just in pretty much any organization's business. So thanks for that, Mohammed, And I'll let you kind of transition that to Personalize.
3: Thank you, John. So Sitecore Personalize is a tool for personalization across channels like website, mobile, email, and contact center. It's based also on the CDP, leverage data lake, allow customers to personalize every interaction across every digital experience. The personalization strategy is enhanced by utilizing the out of the box uh, decisioning capabilities, which is part of the Sitecore personalized uh, tool sets. Uh, Sidecore personalized also offer access to experimentation suite, which takes the guest work out, establishing which experience is best for customers. This gives the user the capabilities to create experiences quickly, compare and analyze the result and choose the winner. And to automate the process even more, Enhance the process even more uh, We are like or The CDP or the Sitecore Personalized Adding AI algorithm to capture these opportunities Faster That's pretty much what I have on uh, the Sitecore Personalized But there are like a lot coming on the roadmap For Sitecore Personalized We have a new AI experimentation Feature which is coming soon Which allow users to get their test results And winner faster It's an automated AI that makes your experiments Run faster so you can earn While the machine learns we have also Sitecore Symphony integration, Sitecore Symphony, which James is gonna cover. It's also coming soon, embedding personalization directly into Sitecore front end as a service experience builder. We will have A/B testing, personalization, and analytics natively in the authoring experience. Easily assign content assets to segments and variants with drag and drop simplicity, real time feedback on experience performance. Then we have Edge acceleration, like it's coming winter next next year. Which deliver client-side personalization faster by taking advantages of CDN technologies, which is edge, perform logic and close perform logic close to the client as possible. Flexibility to deploy experience using modern Jamstack approaches, and users can personalize in the client at the edge for both. Also, coming soon, developer libraries and SDKs to leverage headless personalization API with modern framework and robust SDKs enable developers and marketers to implement personalization quicker. It will integrate deeply into modern JS frameworks and take advantages of in new innovations like uh, static site generation and similar, and confidently roll out this and personalization backed by CICD and modern engineering and DOA processes. Finally, like, like a lot of plans for uh, Journey Builder, which is like a live view of your customer interactions through your different channels, Back to you, John. That's pretty much what I have on the side yeah, of the slide.
1: I appreciate it, Muhammad, And just to kind of expand upon this one as well, again, some may be asking, like, Sitecore has personalization. Sitecore has A-B testing. But A-B testing in Sitecore has been somewhat limited in the past. This gives you a whole nother suite of tools for more advanced personalization, simply more capabilities. And this is really meant to plug into the other technologies that Sitecore has purchased. It's going to be plugging into the other front-end frameworks, right, where the existing Sitecore XP personalization tools and A-B testing tools are specific to XP. So this this one's really meant to be used as a SaaS platform for the other technologies and really hook into very nicely. So, again, think of it as Sitecore XDB and XP on steroids as far as the capabilities that come with it. So thank you, Mohammed, And with that, Transition to mind, right? So Psycor has a few front-end frameworks now. It has Experience Edge. It has JSS. It has traditional XP and then choose your front-end development framework. And now Psycor with this, these recent acquisitions and announcements has added a few more capabilities to the stack and then obviously to the future stack. So James, I'm going to turn this one over to you to start breaking, you know, these front-end technologies down in the development options that are in front of us.
0: Thanks, John. Yeah, it's really exciting time with Psycor here as they've grown so much and uh, there's a lot to, to offer. So let's talk about Experience Edge and what the purpose of that is. Um, You can kind of think of Experience Edge as a publishing target. It hooks right into the Sitecore Publishing. So if you've got your XM instance, you do a Sitecore Publish. Instead of pushing to the web database, which it'll do, it'll also push to this Experience Edge. Experience Edge is a SaaS platform. lives in the cloud. And, uh, you know, it really replaces the need of the content delivery servers. So if you think about the architecture, you know, if you're used to JSS or just regular MPC, uh, there's this need for the CD layer where you have your, your load balancer. Experience Edge replaces that, and uh, your content goes into Experience Edge. And it's got a bunch of APIs available where it can query the data. It can have, um, you know, events that happen, web hooks you can hook into. So when something gets pushed up there, you can react to it if you want to. But it gives that central layer. And not only can you publish to it from a site XM, You can also publish it uh, from Content Hub. So it kind of gives that central place where you can publish data into in a central location in the cloud to pull data out of. A great thing about this is now not only are you just pushing data to a or website, but it exposes it to, you know, wherever you want to pull it to, mobile app, kiosk. um, It gives you more flexibility there as well. So you can see on the right-hand side of this picture, you got with Experience Edge, you got your CM or your Content Hub. And you can push that to the Experience Edge and uh, grab that data in the cloud anywhere you want. Uh, So this technology layer is really nice. As we look at the next slide, it pairs really well with all of these different technologies, right? So so Vercel is a um, a partner of Sitecore now. And with Vercel, you can push your changes to the uh, Sitecore Edge. And then it can go right into Vercel. So there's already a connection there with Vercel. And Vercel can be your hosting. So You can imagine how much your cycle architecture is simplified when you just need a single back office content manager, whether it's Content Hub or XM. And then you can easily push it up into Experience Edge and be hosted by Vercel. And that just really reduces the footprint of your infrastructure cost. So this is really helpful for getting data out and and making it uh, easily exposable. Now, when we go towards the headless approach, there's there's a couple key options, whether, you know, as you're deciding between how do we do headless. And one of the big big decisions is if you go pure headless, you're deciding who controls that front-end display. Um, One option is you can have your front-end developer manage all of your look and feel. And so if you've got a strong fed team, uh, you can put the work there and let them um, crank out any changes you want for the design of pages and have the pure headless approach. Uh, one thing that's really nice about Sitecore is if you want your marketing team to be able to design pages, you can use the JSS services. And so that way you still get the headless technology support, but you can also have components and design that the marketing team can manage that gets pushed up as well. So that's a key decision point of whether you go JSS or, like, full headless with Angular or React, what have you. Obviously, you can see there's a lot of different front-end technologies you can use, so that's great that there's flexibility of support. But I'm I'm seeing a trend where a lot of it is kind of centralizing around Next.js, which is the flavor of React, and pairing with Vercel for hosting. I think there's going to be a lot of strength in the community of trying to align what we can share and what we can work on. So it seems like that's going to be the leader, but then the other ones will kind of follow and branch off as well.
1: James, just to add a a, a little, a few tidbits for the audience here. So I mean, some, you know, beyond the headless approach, headless has been a big buzzword for a while. A lot of headless solutions out there like content by Kenneco, contentful, limit what the marketers can do, right? Experience edge. Um, and what we're going to be talking about, Symphony is really help, going to really help bridge that gap where you get the headless solution, but you actually get the markers control. The one other thing I do want to add, Experience Edge is available today on what's called Experience Management XM. So if you don't need the personalization features, you can, you can do a Sitecore XM to Experience Edge integration and implementation. You can also do a Content Hub to Experience Edge implementation. So there are two options to use that today. So, if that's something you're contemplating or haven't even thought of, those are two options today. Uh, so, James, I'll turn it back to you.
0: Yep, and a really exciting announcement this year was the announcement of Front End as a Service. And this is where Symphony comes in. Uh, and so this, again, puts the power back in the hands of the marketing team where they can manage the design of these headless sites uh, with a tool that really looks a lot like a Horizon editor. And so you're able to pull in all of these different uh, components, the composable design here, and, and empower the the authors and the marketing team to use all these tools together. Uh, if we look at the next slide, you can get a little bit of a, a sense of the tool. So, you know, it, it really brings in the suite of all the tools. So it connects the Sitecore personalized, through your A-B testing. It's going to connect your data, uh, whether it's from your XM or your content hub. And then it brings in the design elements. Uh, that you have available, and then it can push all that out uh, through your hosting solution. Uh, so it's going to be a nice central suite to bring everything together and allow you to design something, which, you know, pure headless doesn't allow you to do, right? So this is a really fantastic offering to really pull everything together and, and put the power in your hands.
1: Yeah, it's a, gr- it's a great uh, bridge to gap there. Um Or gap to bridge, excuse me. (laughs) Um, So a few quick questions from the audience just to catch ourselves up here. It might be from the last segment here. So will CDP replace XConnect and XDB? The answer is not anytime soon. 2023 would probably be the timeline for that. The answer, you know, the other half of that is likely, possibly, right? So how many technologies are they going to maintain? So definitely a possibility for that one. And then is uh, CDP only cloud hosted? Yeah, CDP is a SaaS offering. I have not seen it offered as on-premise. So that's our understanding and um, knowledge today. So, James, anything else to add, at least on the, I'll say, the front-end framework and options at this point?
0: Yeah, one thing that I found really interesting is with Vercel, it's kind of a new option for management of changes. Uh, there's a really neat feature with Vercel that uh, a developer can very easily uh, make some changes and push it up there to see the changes quickly. Uh, but it also has a feature where you can have your feature branch pushed up, and it'll actually run the whole site off of that feature branch for you. So this is great for QA teams and uh, really to streamline development where you don't have to wait for your cycle to finish before you test everything, before it goes to production. You can really test everything in isolation uh, on a public URL. I mean, you know, lockdown, you share the URL. But it really gives you a way to isolate each feature so you can develop in parallel and merge in each piece as it's ready. Uh, So it's kind of a neat feature that can affect teams' flows as well.
1: Yeah, and James. Just to kind of interpret this side a little bit more for those that may have not watched these or this session in symposium. Basically, left side content sources. Here's all the ways that someone could author content, right? Where the data might be stored or how it might be stored. Then Symphony gives basically developers or marketers the ability to actually manipulate that, which then gets translated into those different front end frameworks, whatever the development team so chooses. Is that a fair way to say this? Yep. Perfect. And then obviously hosting. There's flexibility
0: there as well. And it also loops back around and pulls in your analytics so you can see how well your content's performing.
1: Yeah, again, comment kind of on that Horizon comment. You know, it's really meant so a marker can not only manipulate the, the look and feel, but also create those personalization rules all th- from a, from within that Symfony UI. Perfect. So moving right along here, and this is just a quick screenshot of a preview of what is to come with Symfony. This is actually showing the analytics tab from that UI, just kind of it all in one central location. Now you're managing the content, the presentation, but you can also see the analytics all in that one platform. So James, anything else to kind of close out this part of the segment?
0: I think that's good. I think, you know, something to look forward to is the performance factor. Is is all these SaaS services and the Sitecore Edge really gives you great performance on rendering.
1: Alright, here's a good question regarding this topic. When will Symphony be available? So far, it looks like spring twenty twenty two to answer that question. And then will Symphony work with Sycor Experience Accelerator? I'll open that one up to the group.
0: I would think so. Um, I mean, these these technologies play well, JSS. And you kind of have to think of, like, what you want to do with SXA. Like, if you want to go headless, you can use SXA with those services. You don't get all the out-of-the-box components. So I think if you wanted to use the out-of-the-box components in MVC, there may be an option for that. There's talk of supporting the uh, MVC. Pulled in through as well to Sitecore Edge. Um, so it, it's, it'll be interesting to see what will become available.
1: Perfect. And one quick final question. Will the initial Symphony release support both XM and Content Hub? I'm not sure about the release date on that, but as you can see in the top left of this graph, it is going to be available with XM and Content Hub. We'll have to check on the timing. We're happy to blast out some clarification on that afterwards. So, James, I'm going to transition that to Ahmed to talk a little bit about how this now affects commerce with the 451 acquisition and order cloud. So, Ahmed, I'm just going to turn it straight over to you to kind of explain what OrderCloud is and what we can expect. Yeah, sure. Uh,
2: yeah, so OrderCloud is an API-first headless uh, platform, and it's really truly like a cloud-native B2B e-commerce platform. It was designed actually by 451, which is the company that Sitecore acquired a while ago. Uh, the company is like, it's probably 22 years old, so they are very mature. They are in the business for a long time. They are not, you know uh, the ins and out of building an e-commerce platform. It's truly really open for integration and other system v- via microservices and API. Uh, so when I say API first, so basically like every single feature that the order Cloud is providing will be available through API. So think about this: like if you're building your mobile application and you can just basically build your entire uh, mobile application using, you know, iOS iOS or Android, and then just basically calling their API uh, for all of the e-commerce functionality that you want. And you will be all of your management of the your, e- your e-commerce will be in the cloud, and you're just basically building the UI of this uh, your own. And the headless, of course, you know this is a completely headless uh, API platform, but they do provide this few starter kit to help you start your website development. Uh, they they are mainly focused on B two B. So, complex, complex pricing, multiple catalogs per, uh, per site, different catalogs per buyer, so multiple s- sellers, multiple suppliers, all of that, complex, complex B2B operations, they fully support it. And since they support all of that, they, they of course support the B2C, you know, the simpler r- operation of your commerce a platform, a website. It is deliver, developer friendly, they provide different SDKs for you to use and build your, in, your application, whether it's a website or whether it's a .NET application. And again, XP and XC is not required, so you can build your entire website without purchasing Sidecore uh, license. It is fairly quick to get started. You can start your marketplace or your seller portal in the cloud, and then you, you can download their UI starter kit, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, and get, get up and running in Within a few hours, of course. Like this is a starter kit, and you just need to make more. Uh, I would say like changes and customization
1: to make it look uh, the way that you wanted it to be. The one quick thing I will clarify yeah. is for existing Psychro clients, this does bolt on rather nicely, right? It is a bit standalone. It is yeah. cloud-based. It is headless, but we have seen and are seeing. XP clients build out a storefront with Order Cloud where we can build out listing pages on Sitecore XP and then create all the commerce functionality We're in the detail pages on XP and then all the commerce functionality with Order Cloud and the entire checkout experience. So that is an option for existing Sitecore clients as well or if you're or if you're not even on Sitecore that is an option to do a hybrid of both.
2: Yeah. And if we want to talk about scalability like you know this is a cloud-based platform so we can scale as much as you want. In their one of their slides, they mentioned that they were like, able to handle 1.5 million users, uh, 50k requests per second. So they, it's highly scalable and uh, it can, you know, they're claiming it's like almost like a hundred percent time up, uh, uptime offering. Uh, and if we want to like look into the, what are the capabilities that it provides. So this is B2B. So basically they're going to, of course, like support multi-supplier marketplace. Buyer group segmentation, buyer specific catalogs, which is like a kind of like a limitation of the current site core commerce. You get to have like one catalog per storefront. Uh, you don't have the flexibility of having multiple you know catalogs per 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 site. Uh, flexible pricing and complex calculations of how, how do you want your pricing, different pricing per buyer, uh, product customization, and on top of that you you get to do your integrations. So, Order cloud doesn't really have like you know specific for example payment gateway that you, you need to integrate with so you get if you want to integrate with stripe you basically create uh, your integration and push it to the cloud and through their middleware software so they provide the middleware framework that you can use and basically push to the cloud and add your integration that you want so basically let's say that you want to provide the shipping methods that your e-commerce that one will offer to the user so you can do that yourself and plug that in into the uh, order cloud implementation things like payment gateway uh, your email management or like any any other like integration points that the e-commerce will need and we, we will be seeing that in the next slide uh, it also has something called webhooks, which basically an endpoint that you can build that you can attach to a specific event so let's say you want to send email after the order, Status changes so you can hook that to a specific webhook, uh, which is your, your own web API, and then basically you know act on that whenever that event happens. So, and if we go to the next slide, we can see that what is the order cloud uh, platform architecture look like. So, as you can see, that this is the explains the layers that you will have in your order cloud implementation. So, if we start with the from the bottom, the cloud infrastructure. That comes from Order Cloud. You don't have to worry about that security, like monitoring, like storage and backups, and like scaling, updates. All of that comes from Order Cloud. You don't have to worry about upgrading your uh, engine. So, so on top of that, you, comes the e-commerce features. You know, we're talking about buyer, seller, supplier management, catalog management, product management, orders, promotion and price pricing, and all of that. So that comes through Order Cloud. And then all of the all of this functionality can be will be exposed through a RESTful API that your website your application can use. And as you can see, there is a developer tools layer, which basically what I was talking about. For example, the SDK and the starter kit. So you get to have an, a middleware that you can work with to implement your integration, and then you get to have a starter kit uh, that. Uh, uses AngularJS or NextJS, uh, to build your seller application or buyer application. Uh, extendable data model, of course, like if you wanna, want to extend the default schema for your product, for your object, of course you can do that. Uh, webhooks, we talked about that. The integration services, which we mentioned, mentioned before. And of course, like, this is a, <laughs> the SDK is a .NET Core based, so, and you can, most side-core, you know, uh, Backend programmers come from .NET background, so the, the, it, it's fairly easy to uh, start working with this uh, middleware. And the last thing is the customer experience. I talked about the starter kit, and one of these boxes is customer buyer user interface and the seller user interface. So they provide a starter kit UI that you can use and you can configure and push to your uh, to your cloud uh, to your cloud repository. And start using, start building your commerce experience. And if we can move to the next slide. Sorry. Sorry. So here we can see, uh, what are the re- order, order cloud renderings that we can use. So right now before Sitecore, order cloud was offering, uh, something called head start. So it's basically Angular app that includes an admin UI, which is the seller UI and the front end, which is the buyer UI, what they call it. And you basically like started, you clone it and you make the, your own changes to it. You make your styling and theming and all of the additional functionality that you want, and then you, it's your website. You can deploy it to any hosting you want. But with, with the Sitecore acquisition, the, the Sitecore wants to have more options. So if you are already on JSS, you have an option to use Next.js with J, JSS to implement your Sitecore headless site, and on top of that, you can use Next.js, uh, next, sorry, Next.js for uh, order cloud. And they provide a separate Next.js just if you want just to implement your commerce website. So okay, we have currently Sidecore Commerce and Order Cloud. So which one like should we choose? Uh, it, it, they're really different products and they provide different functionality and the audience might be different. So with Sidecore Commerce or Experience Commerce, the customer might want just something packaged like fully working, templates already working, not much to do other than implementing some integration points, implementing some theming, styling, and deployment, and uh, get up and running quicker. Uh, with other cloud, like you might want to just only get the commerce functionality. Like you don't want the entire Sitecore XP, you don't want the entire XM, you don't want to deal with deployment. You just want e-commerce platform that you can use with your uh, with your current ecosystem. And of course, SATCore Commerce can be on premise or on PaaS, but Order Cloud is basically a cloud native SaaS uh platform. Uh, of course, and Order Cloud doesn't have any dependencies, just like you, and you just need to in- implement your integrations and that's all. Uh, with commerce, you need to have XP, XM, and XDB. Market fit can be different, of course. Order the cloud is faced like a B2B platform and it does support B2C and marketplaces, but commerce currently it only provide capabilities for B2C and you can implement your customization to do B2B, of course, but it's, it's not as advanced as order cloud. Sidecore ongoing support, they are, they are going to be supporting both platforms for ongoing support and it's going to be fully supported for upgrades and future releases. And it will, both of them will be paired a lot with the same, uh, you know, all of the new announcements we mentioned today, content hub, discover, S- send, personalize and CTP. Uh, so SiteGroup like Sitecorp intend to like just keep the integration points between both platform uh, available for anyone to use. So. Yeah, just
1: to break down some of those key decision points. I think the first is those that may want to manage infrastructure have more control yeah. over that. Maybe XC is the better choice. Again, irregardless yeah. of B to B, B to C. Um, and then order cloud is strictly cloud native, SaaS based and API driven. Um, so I think, you know, time to market, order cloud likely going to be a little quicker for a majority of use yeah. cases, especially in the B2C, or excuse me, B2B and BDX, um, markets. Um, so those are definitely some of the decision points there. Again, yeah. the, the platform as itself is kind of migrating towards SaaS as with these acquisitions, but XC will still be an option. So with a quick time check of about four minutes left, I do have a few topics left to cover, which I'll cover relatively quickly here. But, you know, one of the biggest gaps that, as I've always foreseen in the Sitecore stack, is search, right? I've never considered Solar a true search engine for front-end interfaces or applications. Um, It's basically code what you want, and that's pretty much what you get. I'm a Coveo junkie. For those that know me a little bit more personally, Coveo is a fantastic option with Sitecore. With the purchase of Reflection in Sitecore, it does give it a little bit more options, right? So Reflection, historically, with my dealings with it, has historically been a site search specifically for B2B and merchandising. So if that is a fit that you have today and you don't have Coveo, it could be a possible solution. Again, it is strong in the merchandising if you like to do um, if you need control over things like merchandising, as those on the call know, Coveo has also made a very aggressive push for Coveo Commerce. So, the way this, you know, the way these two products kind of, you know, meet head in the next few months, we'll just have to kind of see and, you know, as, if you're considering them, obviously, do your due diligence, do your demos. Um, is pretty much what I'll leave it at today as a, a little bit of, a little bit of, as an agnostic view. But what Reflection does not have yet is just normal site search. It really was not built to do content search. It was primarily built, for e-commerce search, which on this current slide, which is why it says it's available today. Where they're going with it and where they want to extend it is make it more site search driven. And, you know, depending on your, you know, how the site core licensing plays out and depending on your use cases, it may be a good option to kind of plug into your existing site core stack. I foresee this being plugged into possibly order cloud on um, the future SaaS offerings, etc. So a little bit TBD on how this is going to play out. So I'll kind of leave it at that today with the limited time we have. And then just with a quick minute left, the other acquisition we have not covered a whole lot on is Sitecore Send. You know, there, I do know there are a few EXM users out in the audience, Email Experience Manager. And again, with this offering, it it just primarily for me eliminates the need for solar. It eliminates the need for infrastructure to simply run email, right? This is a cloud-based first platform. I think it's going to be a really big success for Sitecore on their stack. Whereas EXM does require quite a bit of setup time, does require quite a bit of configuration and infrastructure where this is going to simply streamline how SciCore uses email marketing automation. So if you are in the market for email marketing automation, SciCore Send is a fantastic option. It's currently available. And then if you're using EXM, it may be something as well that you may want to consider. So with that, we have about a minute left. I'm going to take a quick route review of see if there's any leftover questions, if you have any any Remaining questions, feel free to put those in the chat. I think there was a question about if Order
2: Cl- Cloud can integrate with um, any ERP system such as a- SAP. And as I said, like they do provide a middleware to put your integration in. Uh, it will, it might be uh, something you have to build yourself, but they do provide the entire like middleware to layer to, for you to b- build such things. And uh, they do have pre-built integration points, but um, they haven't they didn't really announce it in the symposium but I'm sure they they can have it on this uh, documentation.
1: Yeah, I I do know for a fact since 451 came up as B2B, it does integrate provenly and already pretty much natively to SAP Business Mm 1. So depending on which SAP, SAP is a very large tech stack and has multiple ERP options. It does integrate and if you need something a little more custom or with configuration, you have the integration services layer in order cloud to basically configure that.
2: There is a question about licensing uh, for these products. Are they readily available for,
1: or do they require more licensing? It's a great question. So I'll be careful how I answer this. So my advice is to reach out to your Sitecore rep or work through your Sitecore partner um, who could take a look at your licensing. Majority of these products, again, with that composable kind of theme, are likely going to be standalone and are likely going to be add on So um, there will likely be um, licensing for each of these products. Um, but with that said, I would work through your psychorep rep and psycho partner to kind of close out that question. For anyone else left on the call, we greatly appreciate your attendance. We try to cover as much as we could in this hour without covering too much. So we hope everyone found it useful. Uh, we're happy to have follow up conversations, um, for anyone interested. We'll definitely make sure the recording gets out and, uh, we appreciate everyone's attendance today. And thank you to Ahmed, James, and Mohammed for joining me on our MVP roundtable today.
2: Yeah, thanks, everyone.